I call it a band collar, um, okay. but I will admit mm. that I got it mostly because I vaguely recall like Bruce Lee wearing them. And I was <laughs> okay. like, yeah, that gets me closer to my masculine ethnic ideal. Welcome to Highly Questionable. <laughs> I'm Dan Lebetard. You're learning things about the way people dress around here all the time. I am very fortunate today, NBA trade deadline, to have someone who really knows basketball in Izzy Gutierrez and also Pablo Torre is with us. Let's get started. Does the addition of Andre Iguodala put the heat right there with the Bucks? All right. I don't believe anyone is right there with the Milwaukee Bucks. They are overwhelming everyone in the league when it comes to point differential. And I don't think Andre Guadala fixes that in any way. It does, however, make the heat a little bit better. It helps them with salary cap room and it helps them in the real way that they want to go after Milwaukee, which is next year when they want to crush Milwaukee by taking away their superstar because they will have the cap space to do it. They're trying to build the best possible team they can for right now to be a two or three seed to compete with Boston and Toronto, but without forsaking the ability to get a big free agent next year. That's why it's a smart move. Well, let's start right here. Pat Riley and Andy Ellisberg and that entire front office in Miami, just a bunch of magicians back there, just making things happen, get Jimmy Butler without any assets in the offseason and getting an upgrade while giving away those contracts that seemingly couldn't be moved in James Johnson, Dion Waiters, and then throwing in a sweetener, I suppose, in Justice Winslow. But if you look at the actual makeup of this team, this is the help that they needed. They needed another wing defender to match up with the likes of the Boston Celtics who can throw three at you. They needed more depth to work around and defend Giannis Antetokounmpo. And while I'm not ready to say they are right there with the Bucks, you look at the statistics from last year. Giannis can be defended. Giannis' effective field goal percentage went down from 59% in the regular season to about 53% in the playoffs. And when you talk about having Jimmy Butler, Andre Iguodala, and Bam Adebayo as options to defend Giannis, not only one at a time, but on the floor together, I'm telling you, that's going to be something the Bucks are definitely going to have to contend with. But is this even really a Woj bomb? Does this qualify? This feels more like a Woj little grenade because lots of people wanted Andre Iguodala. That's absolutely true. Lots of people wanted him. Contenders wanted him. The Clippers, the Lakers. But the fact that lots of people want you does not mean that you are a guy that's going to swing a whole conference. The Milwaukee Bucks are on pace to win 70 games. And what's funny to me about all of this, by the way, is that we totally act like the Toronto Raptors just don't exist. The Toronto Raptors, who are second in the East, who have won 12 games in a row, who are the defending NBA champions, and are magicians in the sense that they don't have Kawhi Leonard, and they are as good as they were last year, basically, at this pace. We're just ignoring them entirely from this question because, hey, Andre Iguodala, that's kind of a sexy name, kind of. He was made more attractive because other people wanted him, not necessarily because he can absolutely change the game. Now, when Danilo Gallinari's name was involved in this, then it became a potential conference changer. It's not just that Toronto's good this year, and a lot of people might be watching this and saying, wait a minute, Toronto's good this year? They got rid of Kawhi Leonard, didn't really replace him. They've got a better record than the Clippers, who have been pretty good this year. (laughs) They have a better record than they had last year at this point. Nick Nurse is the actual magician. They're going to win 60 games this year, and this might be the first time that anybody has acknowledged that on ESPN. What the hell were the Warriors thinking trading D'Angelo Russell for Andrew Wiggins? 
that they can fix him, and he's still young enough to fix. But I would say to you that once upon a time, I thought the Jawan Howard contract was totally untradeable, and it was <laughs> traded twice after I thought it was untradeable. And that was the standard bearer for untradeable contracts that could get traded until right now today as Andrew Wiggins moves to Golden State. Now, I thought D'Angelo Russell was going to be better in Golden State, but not as much as I thought that Andrew Wiggins was going to make Minnesota a good deal better. They've given up on the Andrew Andrew Wiggins experiment for the price tag you're talking about one of the biggest busts of our time and I'm assuming that Golden State thinks because they're light years ahead of everyone else that their culture in Golden State and their players in Golden State when they come back healthy will be much different than what it is he had in Minnesota this just feels like hubris though this feels like a heat check this feels like an Andrew Wiggins heat check from the Golden State Warriors because Andrew Wiggins has all of the potential in the world but that has been the case ever since we first met him. Remember, before he signed that deal in Minnesota, the owner of the Timberwolves, Glenn Taylor, made him meet him in person and promise to make good on this contract. The promise apparently was made. The promise was never fulfilled. And so what happens here? The Warriors go into maybe the 2021 draft with this extra first rounder, right? That's maybe the real bounty in all of this is that there is that double draft possibility. The first draft where high schoolers can come in to the NBA. Maybe that makes this worth it. But to me, this is mind-blowingly absurd. Well, I want to back up a little bit and explain to our younger viewers. Juwan Howard was a player who once played in the NBA and once had a really <laughs> bad contract and was still moved a couple of times. In case you're confused, he's now the coach at Michigan. You should look that one up. Um, look, Thank to you. me, I don't think this is that crazy. You're welcome, Dan. I think if you look at the duplication here between uh, D'Lo and Steph Curry and Clay Thompson in that backcourt, it seems a little crowded, right? doesn't seem like you project and say, okay, he has the type of basketball IQ that can really fit in with those guys. Let's get another player. Granted, this other player isn't Kevin Durant, but they're asking him essentially to maybe be Harrison Barnes or slightly better than Harrison Barnes and have, you know, one, two, maybe three Kevin Durant-like surprise games during the season. And that's about it because they won before Kevin Durant. They obviously are not going to get another Kevin Durant talent given the salary cap ramifications, but they can still build that type of team that won them their first championship. And if you assume Klay Thompson can return to form, if you assume Steph Curry can be maybe even a little bit better somehow with the ball in his hands more again, then yeah, they have something they can definitely chase a championship with. Now, the best argument from Golden State is that this is actually peak value for D'Angelo Russell. That in the second half of the year, he's not going to get to inflate his stats in the way he has, and therefore the return on him is maximized by doing this today. All of which is mostly just going to make Carl Towns very happy. Because Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota was basically tanking last night's game, not even hustling back on so offense. Sad. Not defense, but offense. And now he gets his best friend, apparently, to sort of make a new kind of mess in Minnesota. I wish I could do the show with my best friends whenever I was pouting and not playing defense and not playing offense and just sort of tanking. I wish I could just say, hey, get rid of all these other guys around here and bring people who I'm closer to. Is that not exactly what we're doing here? Coming up next on my Soul Stevie show. I hate parades. The only thing that get rewarded in parades and remembered is ridiculous behavior like this or chugging beers and catching them from the middle of the street or if your butt's hanging off of a tree and you eventually fall down and have to have people save you. Are Glenn Robinson the third and Alec Burks the missing pieces for the Sixers? Every time we have Pablo Torre on this show because his claim to fame is inventing the phrase, the process, according 
To him, we have a Sixers question to go with it. And these two names are not very exciting at the trade deadline, but they are shooters. And if you've got a spacing problem, and Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid need shooters, and the best version of them had shooters all around them, they got a little bit better today. They can't wait for Josh Richardson to fix everything just when he comes back from injury. They've got to go get these two guys more help that can shoot from the outside, and this represents that. Yeah, Elton Brand's had a difficult job. You have to wonder how good of a job he has done when you sort of overvalue Tobias Harris and maybe don't value Jimmy Butler enough. You let J.J. Reddick go when you need shooting. You don't really have a whole lot of ball handlers when it would be ideal, as Brett Brown said, to use Ben Simmons as a screener more often, but he doesn't really have the point guards to do so. So, yes, shooting helps, playmaking helps. Is this a difference maker? I was kind of hoping they would get maybe a Derrick Rose type that can really be effective that way. I don't know if you can trust these two players to say, hey, these are the guys that I'm going to surround Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid with. Because I think the problem goes beyond just the plays and just the playmaking. You heard Al Horford say, which I found hilarious, he said, we have some problems in this locker room, but we're going to keep it internal. Yeah. Well, Al, you just threw it out there. So it's all out there. We know we have issues. So unless these two guys come in and are the solutions, you are going to have a problem the entire season and into the postseason. Yeah, and thanks to Al Horford, by the way, because I am now the guy who has to come out on television nationally and defend the 76ers chemistry, even though all of these guys are basically explicitly saying we kind of secretly maybe hate each other. But I am here to say that, number one, stop hating each other. And number two, I don't care if you hate each other. I don't care if Joel Embiid hates Al Horford. I don't care if Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid secretly hate each other. All I know is that the Sixers, as constituted, with those superstars still in the mix... Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. That is the future of this team. So Alec Burks, come on down. You shoot 38% from three. Glenn Robinson the third, come on down. 40% from three. That's fantastic. But if you are receiving this message, America, just know that I am thrilled that the extreme measure of blowing up this core did not happen. And that was a real concern for me because I was watching these guys do the thing where they say the quiet part really loud. Stop saying that and you'll survive this. I'm also going to pull a Pablo Torre here and just point out we have talked about Carl Anthony Towns and we have talked about Al Horford so far, both from the Dominican Republic, like my family. Wow. wow. What? Wow, that was a turn I was not expecting. Ethnic yep. pride all of a sudden. It's a Pablo move. I, su- I support your Dominican supremacy. That is not supremacy. Did you just hear the players <laughs> that he mentioned? I would not call that supremacy. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> His nickname is Average Al, so I wouldn't say supremacy there, yeah. Was Travis Kelsey being cool or kind of a tryhard at the Chiefs parade? All right, before we get to the more famous Kelsey, the skill position Kelsey, or the guy who plays tight end as if it were one of the more glamorous skill positions, let's get to his brother, Jason Kelsey, and how the Kelseys celebrate championships. This is when the Eagles won the title. This is Jason Kelsey. This past offseason, some clown named Mike Lombardi told him that he was the least qualified head coach in the NFL. And it don't stop with him. It does not stop with him. Jason Peters was sold. He was too old. Didn't have it anymore. Before he got hurt, he was the best freaking tackle in the NFL. McBee was told he didn't have it. Stephen Wisniewski ain't good enough. Jason Kelsey's too small. Late Johnson can't lay off the juice. Brandon Brooks has anxiety. I 
love taking yourself seriously while wearing that outfit. I also love that uh, that Travis Kelsey coined the phrase, you got to fight for your right to Lombardi. And Jason Kelsey says that you've got to fight for your right to fight Mike Lombardi. And now let's go to Travis Kelsey at the parade yesterday. 21 years. That's how that's how long it's just been turning for my guy Andy Reid. Mm, it's just been turning and turning and turning. And what we do, what we do, we unleash a can of war on everybody. 24 nothing. I ain't trying to hear it. Down 10. I ain't trying to hear it. Every single touchdown, every single point we score at Arrowhead is going to end with the anthem. And y'all got to help me say it right here one last time for 2019-2020 world champions. You got to fight for your right to party. Believe it. I love y'all. A lot of try hard there. A lot of hoarse voice. Sounds like he ate a thousand cigarettes. What do you guys have here? You're liking it? Because I like Jason Kelsey, but this was a little professional wrestler in ways that was heavy handed. This was all professional wrestling. He was wearing a WWE belt. And it turns out that at this point in American history, everyone at the top of their profession is basically imitating or is actually a professional wrestler. But for me, Dad, it's the audience, right? It's the audience in the crowd. It's the audience behind him. All of the tryhard here is transparent and coming out of his pores, smelling and coming out of his pores. But the fact <laughs> is, he won the crowd, and that's the approval rating that matters here. It's absolutely professional wrestling without a script. He didn't really have much to work with. Jason, his brother, clearly had it all laid out. Turning, what's turning? His guts are turning? His stomach? Should he go to the bathroom? Should he excuse himself? Probably too many burgers here. But look, this is the type of behavior we expect from somebody at these parades, right? Like, uh, Sarah Spain could tell you this. I'm not a big fan of parades. I hate parades. The only thing that get rewarded in parades and remembered is ridiculous behavior like this or chugging beers and catching them from the middle of the street or if your butt's hanging off of a tree and you eventually fall down and have to have people save you. Like, I just don't love parades and this is all that comes out of it. And if this is all that's going to come out of it, have a better script, man. Uh, but why really is he quoting Sarah Spain on whether or not he loves parades? You had the same. You looked at that the same way I did. What did a parade do to you, Izzy? What traumatic They're parade in your boring. childhood scarred you? <laughs> How about this part of the parade, Izzy? Do you like this part of the parade at all? Hmm. Mahomes is just launching. Uh, yeah, he's just throwing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all dangerous. It's crazy. There was a car chase in the middle of this parade, and many people could have gotten hurt. Why do we need it? Why? Highly questionable. This broadcast from the Clevelander Hotel on beautiful South Beach, Miami. It's time to play the game that wants to congratulate Dan on becoming a Heat fan again today. Do you question? You give us topics and events, we question them. Captain of the bandwagon. Do you question if we should be impressed with the goal scorer or disappointed with the goalkeeper? Okay, we love to shame goalkeepers around here. So we go out to the top tier level of soccer in France. What do we have here? Shame for the keeper or 
Kudos. I mean, that's a pretty tough angle. Is it not a tough angle? You got to expect the cross there, right? No? How? This feels like it should happen a lot more often, and the fact that it doesn't tells me that that's probably like a six to seven inch window that guy just fit that through. That's wild. Yeah, because the keeper created the window. What is he doing jumping to the outside? The ball's right, right next the cross, to the post. The what cross. are you doing, he was, man? He was fearing the cross. He didn't expect the guy to be that good. You got to take away the shot first. Classic Thursday afternoon goalkeeping, Izzy. Thanks. Keeper officially shamed. It's been a couple of weeks since we checked in on all our other bad goalkeepers. Let's go. Let's run it. <laughs> oh, man. So comforting to see this. <laughs> <laughs> this right here, this right here is all 90 seconds of perfect sports television. Like I could play yeah, that's, this. It's that. That's that's yeah. the best. Who oh, no. doesn't like these? If you've never, if, <laughs> honestly, if you've never seen this, who doesn't love this? Oh wow! And he touched it just to get a little bit of credit <laughs> on that goal. Amazing court vision. We yeah, could honestly panic. slow these down, play them one at a time, break them down for an entire show, and it would fill in the 30 minutes right there. How old is that kid now? That kid is 39 years old and thinking to himself, still, you're still doing this video. That kid is retired. That kid is on Social Security. <laughs> Do you question if this pole vaulter blew it? I feel like we're very good at covering pole vaulters blowing it. I don't think we have a lot of success covering successful pole vaulters, no. but what happened here? How much did These it hurt? These are cringeworthy. Always make me cringe. Oh! 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 Okay. <laughs> All things considered, <laughs> not that bad. Not his fault. One of <laughs> the old-fashioned <laughs> shrapnel vaulting. I was sure that pole was going to head into an orifice somewhere. Shout out, by the way, to the camera person. Who had the foresight to try and track that thing. Funny you should say orifices. I bet we've got a montage of orifices. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. oh, okay. <laughs> what? Oh. Yes! Oh! Yeah. Oh! That was like three feet. Go! Oh! <laughs> hey! <laughs> he got him with the spin. Oh, and no! Here comes the orifice. Oh, no! very Whoa, close to so an orifice close. right oh, there. Whoa. Very wow. close. Wow. Where's the orifice? And oh, there it is! Oh. There's an orifice! Oh. <laughs> Time to play the game that absolutely has his Woj notifications turned on. See? Oh, no. Um, uh, wow. Oh, we're what terrible. Was that? Uh, tell is us what's on television. We'll tell you if we're intrigued. Oof. On TLC UK, Extreme Cheapskates. This show makes me sad. We've checked in on this particular cheapskate before. It was a Curb Your Enthusiasm type of episode. So cheap that when he goes to the ice cream place, he only eats samples and then doesn't pay for anything. What do we have here with him? My lucky day, popcorn. out this cup it'll be good as new <laughs> yep i know this movie theater gives free refills with their popcorn and soft drinks so i found a few containers in the trash Appreciate it. and Genius. surprised my loving wife can't beat free surprise oh look at you 
And the straw, too. Oh, I was just going to ask you for the straw. I thought you probably wouldn't have gotten one. Oh, come on. A heady play. Honestly, I got to give him credit for a heady play. <laughs> Disgusting, but a heady play. Izzy, are you intrigued? Absolutely. This is a man after my own heart. Free is the way to be. There's still a member of my family who buys single-ply toilet paper. When I was younger, we used to go out to a supermarket and try a bunch of free samples. My dad would take us around and have us try all the samples. I'd leave the supermarket and say, Dad, what's for dinner? He'd say, what do you mean we just had it? I'm watching. I'm learning some tips. Celebrity cheapskate edition of this show with Izzy Gutierrez. Pablo, how about you? Are you intrigued? I am very intrigued. That is definitely the eighth movie that that guy saw. Only seven of them maybe started on time. But the other big note, Dan, is that I'm super worried about germs, coronavirus going around this planet right now. And we got people who are eating popcorn and rewashing soda cups out of trash cans, and they seem to be totally fine. So we're probably good. We're probably all going to be fine. As Izzy just mentioned, thank you for watching. That's Izzy Gutierrez. You can catch him on NBA sidelines all around you, also on Around the Horn. And Pablo Torre, high noon, 4 p.m. Eastern every day. Can you guys just give me a second? I've got, I've had mm-hmm. too much water today, more than you need to know, but I need to go to the restroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Highly Questionable. I'm Pablo Torre, Dan <laughs> Levitard. Just wait, you'll hear him begin to urinate.